in the comfort of your bedrooms, lounge rooms, in your homes. It's great to be with you. And I better take this off. So used to leaving it on these days, but it's great to see you. You know, this morning, um, before I begin, I just wanted to say uh, a very big uh, thank you to the entire uh, church family. We've, we've, we have felt, as Pastor Ben said earlier, we, uh, we joined in January and um, we're just so blessed as a family. Um, I, I think me, I speak on behalf of myself and obviously my whole family and Belinda as well. Uh, I just know that we, we've just never felt so loved. Um, we're, we're just enjoying our time here um, at City Church. It's very much our church family. Thank you for Ben and Amy and, and our Connect group, all the little gifts that have been delivered to all of our, like all, all the Connects homes. And uh, we're just totally totally blessed. You know, this morning, I'm going to speak to you today about the power to live free. I don't think there'd be anyone right now that would say, I want to live bound. I want to live in fear. And yet, right now, in our society, we all seem to be potentially bound by fear and uncertainty. And even this morning, um, you know, there was a word that was brought during our prayer time that obviously was under COVID safe restrictions and guidelines, um, but it was it was actually brought forward that you know for us to have a morning where we would break fear, break uh, free of fear in this season um, and during this COVID outbreak, and uh, and I, we are praying for our church family. We're praying for Christians across the world. We're praying for every human on this earth. We're praying for them and we're believing that we're going to see an end to this pandemic. And uh, so today I want to speak to you about the power to live free. In Acts 1.8, you'll see on the screen, in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. You know, there is no point in being a witness if you're not going to tell people about him. And, uh, and it's just so important for us to understand that it's not just so much using our, our words, but I believe it's our actions. You know, that, that appeal that um, Pastor Ben just put out um, for us as a church, I pray that we just uh, answer that. There are families um, that even over the last few weeks that we've delivered hampers through our schools ministry to families in school communities that have been identified as uh, at risk or they're under extreme financial uh, struggle right now. And we've, we've made sure that we get uh, hampers to our workers and they can get it to the families because this is what makes us different. This is what makes us witnesses. And I believe it's what unleashes power into a person's situation. You may speak good words and, and hope to a person, but even more greater and bringing more impact is actually giving that person, meeting the need where they're at. So I pray that you get behind that. Um, and, and the Bible goes on to say, Jesus goes on to say that you, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I just love that. The gospel is, is unlimited uh, in its power and the way it can be delivered through an individual's life is that it is saying, yeah, first in your own inner circle, then a little bit further out, then to your city, then to your nation, and then to, your, uh, then to the nations of the world. I just love it. That's the destiny 
that God wants for every single believer for us to have a place of influence. It doesn't matter where you are. You may feel, what impact can I have? I want to tell you, friends, we can all have an impact through partnering together and seeing the Holy Spirit flow out of our choices, flow out of our lives and touching and impacting lives. You know, it's... um, Really interesting, in, in, in Matthew 3.16, you will remember that um, particular passage where it's Jesus being baptised. And uh, the Bible says that when Jesus was baptised, the Holy Spirit came onto him. It, came, it, it descended from heaven and entered into Jesus and his ministry began. You know, I think it's amazing that when we see the exact opposite after the resurrection of Christ, that Jesus... The Bible says, ascended into heaven. Now, we're going to do a little bit of a Bible study. I heard we're doing a Bible study this week, but here's the Bible study I want you to do even now this morning. After three, I want you to answer this question, and I want you to do it. Have a bit of boldness. I want you to, even my family at home, hello, my family. Uh, I hope you're all watching and engaged. And and little Liam, I hope you are listening to mum, and you're doing the right thing as well, little champion. Um, But here's, here's the Bible college question. Here it is, right? So I want you, after three, I'm going to ask the question, then one, two, three, I want you to say it. Why did Jesus ascend to heaven And why did the Holy Spirit give us power? So Jesus went into heaven so that the Holy Spirit could come. But here's the big question. Why does the Holy Spirit give us power? Why doesn't he just give us wisdom? Why doesn't he just give us knowledge? Why does the Holy Spirit give us power when he enters our life? You ready? One, two, three, say your answer. Well, the answer is really quite simple. And if you said anything except this, you need to attend the Bible college, uh, the Bible study session this week. But that is to live, of course, to live. Everything about the gospel is for us to live a life that is free, that is free of guilt's past. The Holy Spirit is here to to help us live confidently to using your passions and your skills. To live unbound by bitterness and unforgiveness. To live the right choices because, you know what, we're different. We're not the same as everyone else. We're meant to live differently, act differently, think differently, talk differently. We are believers. We're Christians. And as it was said before, we're Pentecostal in question number 23 of the census. But I don't know about you, but when I was in high school and I was doing chemistry, one of the things, and look, honestly, I didn't learn very much there. Sorry to all the chemist teachers out there, but um, they gave it a good crack with me, but it didn't quite sink in. But what I do remember is, and, and it was the most funnest part of chemistry. Did you guys ever do this stuff? Is that when they gave you chemicals and they asked you to mix them and do things that you would just kind of slightly go overboard? There was a guy in our class who um, used to always want to be on our table and we'd all be around it and we'd be mixing all these chemicals and, uh, and, and, and we would just be, you know, obviously finish what we had to do because we were good, diligent students, but then the fun would begin. And um, this guy used to always try and pull pranks on us. And um, until one day, um, there was this, um, I don't know what it was, but it was an acid. And I just remembered that I, um, I kept a little bit of that acid and, and, and asked the teacher if I could be excused to go to the toilet. And, um, and so when I went out, 
his bag was just outside and I remember that I just put, you know, kind of this acid just in little, you know, strategic parts of his school bag. And uh, it was hilarious that when this, this, this prankster went down and grabbed his bag, that his bag literally disintegrated in front of him and all of his books and everything went everywhere. And uh, that's just terrible. I can't believe I'm saying that at church right now. And uh, Matthew, if you're there, you know, um, I'm going to be praying for you that your bitterness will be over in the name of Jesus and you'll be set free from that. Remember, the Holy Spirit came for you to be unbound by bitterness and unforgiveness. But one thing I did learn in chemistry, what I did learn was that when something is entered another body or something is mixed with something else is that there is a chemical reaction and things change. Friends, when the Holy Spirit comes into our life, we are not meant to be unchanged. We're not perfect. Let me just say that right now. We're not perfect. No one here is perfect. Um, we all make mistakes. We're all human. But there is something that happens when a person encounters the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in their life, that something changes on the inside and, and you ought to be different. The Holy Spirit in me produces things. You know, when, it, when He is mixed with my essence, with my spirit, with who I am, something changes on the inside. And I want to go through a few things this morning with you. And I want to do it from Galatians 5. And as you're flicking your Bible or you're using your little smartphone or smart device and you're going to the Bible app and you're, uh, you're quickly finding Galatians 5 or indeed you're just looking at the screen and you'll be able to read it at the bottom there. But in Galatians 5, the Bible clearly shows us the things that ought to happen or ought to change in our life when we encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't have to be all at 100% in this. Let me tell you, as I go through this, I'm going to be preaching to myself this morning. Please don't feel that I'm here in front of you with a pulpit on a pedestal. I want to tell you that I'm speaking to you like a brother in Christ, that I have my own failings. Ask my family, ask my friends. Um, why did they all just laugh? All the camera people just laughed at me. Anyway, that's okay. Um, and so, But when the Holy Spirit comes into me, there's change. And so here are the things that the Bible says should be part of that change. And at varying levels, and guess what, friends? We've got our entire life to keep moving towards what we would see the Holy Spirit would put a benchmark in our life. But hey, if you're falling short, that's okay, because so am I. The first thing in Galatians, well, let's read Galatians 5, verse 22 to 26. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience. Boy, that's one that I need. Um, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I just love how Paul writes to the Galatian church and he says, there is no law against these things. Of course, he's referring to the Ten Commandments and the various laws of the prophets. And he's saying that all of these things, there's no law. You live free under these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires. I love that just analogy there. Nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross. Not your cross. 
Jesus' cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. This morning... I'm going to give them to you real fast. I'm going to talk to you just very slightly um, about each point, but I'm going to give you eight right now, eight points. Uh, I'm usually a, a, an evangelist. I give you three points, wham, bam, and then we're done, right? But I'm going to give you eight because this is my church family. Here we go. The Holy Spirit in me produces, number one, love for all people, no matter who they are, no matter what their beliefs are. Isn't it sad today that, I think some people coin it the cancel culture, that if you, if, you, if you disagree with someone, it's automatically assumed you hate them. And I just think that's just ridiculous. I really do. I, I, I want to say that, hey, you don't have to agree with everything that everyone says or the choices that people um, make or take or things that they say to you. Um, it doesn't matter. But see, the Bible says that the one thing that we ought to do is love. Just love people. Just love them. Now, look, if Belinda was here in this room with me, my lovely wife, and, and let's be honest, she's the one that can, knows me the best out of every person on this planet, is that she would say that there are times that Dazza has trouble loving people. And I will have to agree and be very vulnerable with you on, on the World Wide Web right now because it's true. There are times when I really struggle loving people. People, But I want to tell you that deep down inside of me, that when I hear of a family or I hear of an individual that's struggling, there's something that just starts to happen inside of me. And I want to say to you that that's because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is birthed in me is that this deep love for people. In fact, if Belinda was here, she would actually say this is that Darren believes in people too much. And, uh, and that has got me in trouble in the past when people like my wife and others have said, you, you, you probably shouldn't entrust that person with as much trust as you're giving them. And yet I'd be like, oh, no, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Famous last words. And so love people and love them all the same. Number two, joy, the Bible says, is something that comes from the Holy Spirit inside of me. Joy despite the challenges in life. Oh, friends, this is the moment that as believers, if we can get these eight things in our lives, I'm telling you, we can shine. Our church can shine. The church across the world can shine if we love people no matter what, just love them no matter what. Number two is joy. Let the joy of the Lord be in you, be your strength despite the challenges of life. You know, my prayers go out to the families who have lost loved ones. But my prayer for them is that God would bring peace and joy into that situation. And, 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 and despite the despair, is that God is still in control. Amen. Joy despite the challenges of life. There have been many times in my life where I've had massive challenges, really feeling like that the whole world is against me. But I just keep my steadfast joy, just saying, God, keep that joy in my heart. And sometimes people say, have said to me in the past, they've said, you know, with all this stuff going on, you just still seem to be happy. I want to tell you, that's the Holy Spirit. What can you do today? Even though you wear one of these masks, you can... Smile underneath. People can still see your eyes, you know, and you can smile and bring that joy. 
The Holy Spirit produces in me love, joy, and number three, peace. When everything around you is falling down. Oh, this doesn't it sound like 2021? Do you know that 2021 was the 25th anniversary of the marriage of Darren and Belinda McMahon. And I'm so blessed. But, you know, we had a wonderful time with our kids locked up in our home. And uh, we sat around and had a really nice, beautiful dinner that Belinda prepared. And, um, and it was not the plan that we'd had. But I want to tell you that, in that at that table, at that moment, we had peace. And in fact, if you come to our house, please don't, right? Because we're not allowed. Remember the COVID restrictions. Um, actually, wouldn't that be just hilarious if we all just turned up at someone's house but didn't go inside? No, we wouldn't do that. I can't believe I'm even saying that right now. Um, that's the youth pastor in me coming out. So do not do that. And all the people on the chat have started dobbing me in because that's what mates do these days. Isn't that what the media says? That they dob in their mates. Anyway, whatever. Um, but I'm telling you, peace. When everything else around you, you just go, you know what? Jesus is on the throne. The Holy Spirit is inside of me and I am not going to let it control my life. You know, if you're struggling with peace, you know, maybe something that I would recommend you, um, you know, think about and pray about doing is um, maybe just turn off the social media. Maybe just turn off the news. Um, go a few nights without watching the news. Put on a nice movie or something like that um, because... You've got to let the Holy Spirit produce that peace in you. Quickly, I've got to move on. Number four, patience. Yes, this is the one I've tried to avoid, but this is my, my biggest challenge. But patience for what God has for you. I want to tell you, I want it now. Don't you want it now? I mean, I'm the microwave generation. You know, I just want to, you know, like, you know, if God said it, I want it now. You know, let's go. But, um, you know, I just want to say this is that um, I remember a, uh, one of my very wise youth pastors said to me once, he said, Darren, do you want to be a oak tree ministry? Oak trees take generations to build and mature. Or do you want to be a mushroom ministry that pops up and is gone the next day? And uh, I don't know about you, but friend, when I hear it like that, Holy Spirit, I pray you just produce patience in me that I'll just continue to wait and I know that you're in control number five is goodness of character goodness of character when no one is watching you know while we're all cooped up in our homes and we're not able to attend work um, but you know the goodness of character I just want to say to you that that our character what what we do in the quiet places in the private places I want to tell you friends as believers that are filled with the Holy Spirit, what we do in the private places should be what is no problems to be broadcast in the public. My life is an open book, I say to people many times. I say there is nothing, you know, too complex about me. The person you get in public is who you get in private. And, um, you know, I, I reckon that in, in every person we can, we can be praying and asking God to continue to work on our character. And uh, number six, faithfulness. No matter what comes my way, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to continue to keep my faith. You know, that's the thing that makes us, you know, so different to those who don't know Christ is that faith. You know, I've had uh, people say to me in the past, oh, there's not much different between you and me. You know, I give to charities. I 
do this, I do that, and it's all the same. But the biggest difference is faith. I don't have faith in man. I don't have faith in medical science. I don't have faith. I have faith in Christ. Because if you, if you, if you track it all the way back, if it's a great doctor, and we have some great doctors in our church, and we pray God's blessing and favour increase on your life, and we pray that you keep getting better at your gifts and abilities, because then you'll be able to mend us better. But the thing is, is that behind every person, if you believe in Christ, you believe in God, then God created that person. God gave that person. So all behind it all is God and faithfulness. Faithfulness is in my heart. And I'm saying, God, I know you're in control. Number seven, gentleness to those around you. You know, it's too easy to be harsh. It's too easy sometimes to, to get angry. Oh, man, that's, that's speaking to me right now. But gentleness to those around you. This is, these are the things that the Holy Spirit produces in us as believers. You know, I remember once that I was um, on a, uh, going to a meeting and I had this phone number repeatedly trying to get me. And, uh, and I just thought, you know, who is this person? When I answered the phone finally, um, just before I was about to get on the motorcycle, um, I was there for the next hour talking to a young man who was a reporter for a newspaper. And uh, I actually thought that this reporter was because um, he said, you know, his introduction so fast, I thought he was from MTV, right? I thought, wow, I got MTV wanting to talk to me about school workers being Christians in schools called school chaplains. I thought, wow, this is amazing. Um, and so I'm answering all these questions, and, uh, but I didn't realise that he was from MPV, Melbourne's People Voice, which is actually a, um, a gay and lesbian, you know, uh, newspaper. And, uh, and he was there, one of their head guys going after me. And, um, you know, the whole time I was just gentle. The whole time he kept trying to bring me back to, oh, your, your workers would never, would never love, would never work with, would only ever avoid young people who are from the LGBTI, I hope I got that right, um, you know, and, and I said no, no, and I kept that gentleness, and I was like, no, it's, no, that's not right. And what I realised very quickly is that this young man had not encountered the gentleness that the Holy Spirit is talking about here in the Scriptures, that maybe in the past he'd, he'd experienced harshness or judgment and, uh, and I remember that I said to this reporter, I said, listen, I've taken, and he tried to wrap it up because I wasn't giving him what he, what he needed. He needed a good article, um, which I found out later he'd rung three other people. And uh, yeah, he had plenty to write on them and what they said. But me, I just got one little sentence because all I did the whole time was keep gentle with him. But I told him right at the end, I said, no, 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 I've, I've waited and I've listened to you for one hour, but I want you to give me 10 minutes. And he goes, sure. And I said, look, you said that you've never been to church. And I said, I tell you what, you ever want to go to church, you've got my mobile, give me a call and I'll take you to church. And he goes, you would not take me to church. And I said, yes, I would. And he goes, there wouldn't be a church in Australia that wants me. And I said, no, no, no. Well, listen, I said, friend, you, you, you've obviously met the wrong 
people in the past. But I want to tell you that if this is the first time you've met a Christian who not only loves you, but is going to be gentle in the approach and, and the conversation around this topic that's so important to you, I want to tell you that there are churches that will take you and they will have you sit in there and they will love you. They will accept you the way you are. But friend, you know, just because we disagree on some things, it doesn't mean that Jesus still doesn't love you. And there on the side of the road in Parramatta, busy CBD, cars everywhere at that time, um, I remember that I was literally speaking the gospel to this young man. Now, did he call me and ask me to take him to church? No, he didn't. Um, and I really do wish that he did. And even if today, by some miracle you're watching this morning, that offer is still there. And, uh, and I, I, I just really believe that as believers, as Christians, we should be gentle to those that we may not agree with. Gentleness to those around you. And number eight, and the final one is this. Wow, eight, eight points. That's pretty awesome, eh? There we go. I mean, even for me, that's impressive. Some of my teachers are probably watching me even right now from when I was in school, and they go, eight points. Dazza used to last maybe two. Anyway, but um, number eight, self-control. Now, this one is a big one, isn't it? Is that, you know, and, and you know, maybe it'll take a long time for each of us in, in our own ways to, to perfect this. But self-control in all areas that you are weak. You know, I want to encourage you this week, church, that as we go into yet another week of various lockdowns and maybe you're outside of Sydney and in other areas of Australia watching this, uh, this uh, what do you call this, a telecast? or I don't even know what you call it. Um, what? Oh, streaming. Oh, that's a uh, new technical word. Sorry about that. Um, you're watching this streaming live event. Um, but I, I would just encourage you as believers, you know, the Holy Spirit came into our life for a reason. There is so much more that I could unpack in this and there's so much more that I wish I could talk on. But I want to say to you that the Holy Spirit, when He mixes inside you, there should be a change. And I want to speak to firstly all the believers out there. And I'd say, friends, we're not perfect. But you know what? We serve someone who is perfect. His name is Jesus. He gave us the Holy Spirit so that love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control can be fruits in our life. I pray it really helped you this morning. But for those that even right now might be watching and you don't know this faith that I speak of, or at least you've heard of it, have a knowledge of it, but you're like looking at me going, wow, it just seems to be so calm about it. You know, amongst all of the issues that are going on right now, I just know, I just know that I know that I know that God is in control. And friends, you might say, how do I get that? Well, it's really quite simple. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, Two actions, one that is verbal, one that others may even hear. But then there's the inward one, which only you and God can know. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, what does that mean? That He is who He says He is, that He came from heaven, He's the Son of God, 
that he died on the cross whilst working the miracles throughout his life, his three years of ministry, of impact. And then he died on the cross. And the Bible says that if you believe that in his act of dying on the cross, that he paid the price for your sin and you declare him as your Lord and your Saviour from your sin, the Bible says it's that simple, that you are saved. That's how the Bible actually says it. I love it. It's so plain, so simple. It says you are saved saved. And friend, this morning, maybe watching this stream right now, your heart's thumping right now and you're just thinking, I need Jesus. Can it happen right now? Yes, it can. Through technology, we can have it happen right now. And so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to pause for literally a second after each statement. And I'm going to believe that there are people that pray this prayer. Maybe you even attended church before we went into lockdown and didn't get this chance to pray this prayer. This is the moment that you can do that. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross and that you rose again to save me from my sin. So today, Jesus, I ask you, to become my Lord and my Saviour. I ask you to wash me clean of all my sin and I repent of those sins and I make you my Lord and my Saviour. Amen. You know, friend, if you prayed that prayer, you have entered into the biggest family on earth, Christianity. And uh, we might have all different denominations, all different ways of doing it, different flavors, but we're all the same. We're saved. And these are the fruits of the Spirit. I pray they start coming out in your life, even just in the days and weeks to come, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you at home.